0: we have obviously the mainstream media and big tech pushing this narrative so we need to peel the curtain back eventually and say well who who is using who controls the mainstream media what 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 are these groups now they're not right they're not uh as you mentioned in our last podcast it's very unlikely that there is any kind of centralized Kabul or or small group of people in a room called the Illuminati these are just people right. who's have aligning interests for globalization and trump is has been unequivocally publicly consistently anti-globalization america first right america first and that is the biggest threat to these people they they don't want an independent free constitutional republic of the united states they want it to be so they want it to be uh Subordinate to the overarching movement, which is globalization. So, so yeah, there's an
1: alignment of some really powerful and strange bedfellows. I mean, on the one hand, you've got these major corporations in the United States and also Australia and the UK. Where the corporations push for things like mass immigration so they can get cheap labor and push for certain kinds of global trade deals, some of which do you know benefit the the citizens in the form of lower prices, but which also can destroy a domestic culture and replace it with something else. So, so you've got these massive corporations pushing for mass migration and free global trade and and internationalism and so on, and these, these international bodies to be on the same. And then you've got the kind of, you know, left-wing academics and others who think, you know, they, they want to sing along with John Lennon and imagine a world with, with no borders and either no rules or the same rules for everyone. And, you know, they, they have a, a, a kind of sense that, look, deep down, we're all really the same. You know, all there are no religious differences, no cultural differences, or these don't matter. We need to break down the barriers, man. And so you've got this funny alliance between these kind of left-wing idealists and, you know, just faceless corporations that really just want, you know, uh, uh, they want their own interests to be maximized, and yet these are taking supposedly the moral high ground, and, you know, Trump the nationalist or or any other nationalist is supposed to be the person who wants to, you know, preserve a culture or who cares about low-wage workers in West Virginia or Kentucky, this is the evil person. What a strange turn of events that is.
0: Very strange, and it's not a new thing. I mean, you can go back to a French philosopher called Charles Fourier, who was an early socialist thinker and really one of the first driving forces behind the idea of utopian socialism, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Failed miserably, but you can follow Charles Fourier right through to Marx. And then, of course, whether or not it's from... A perspective of um economical marxism but you can certainly see how marx's ideas were then taken out of context and used in a way to i guess drive a narrative that people are oppressed now with marx they were oppressed economically it was terrible what was going on at that time but now we have the idea has evolved into this um this notion that you're oppressed individually based on your identity, and it's important right. to find one of those identities because trust me, you are oppressed. Now, these right. people don't, largely speaking, these people are irreligious, right? They're they're yep. they're almost um, quite combative towards religion, and when you introduce the idea of a proposed Utopian socialism these people are going to believe that because they don't have any idea uh, of the reality that There is never going to be a utopia on this planet on this earth. This is not what it's about You can't history will show us that in all attempts to create that utopia. It's ended very 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 badly Yeah, and I fear that just to add one more point to that I fear that now we're actually seeing a group of people in the 1920s right it was people like henry ford these people wanted that they felt that they were the people to uh dictate how the world can be the best version of the world possible but i fear that now whoever these people that um really represent the upper echelons of of globalism have learned from the mistakes of previous communist and marxist inspired regimes and they've tightened it up and they've used the internet, and they've used mainstream media and big tech yeah to do that
1: yeah it's a I mean it's complicated because as as we mentioned before there's there's a confluence of people who are supporting some of the same programs but but not all of the same right so you've got your again you' you're kind of you know, utopian socialist types, or we might call it, as, as I would say, the kind of religion of equality, where they think, look, that the ultimate goal is to make sure everyone has equal outcomes, and we're talking equal outcomes across the globe, you know, or the the implicit assumption that all religions are exactly equal in their value or or their values, you know, what they ultimately espouse is the same thing. We think that's probably false, but but that's that's their view, and then they're aligning themselves actually with others that really have quite different interests, but they do have an interest in breaking down borders or breaking down cultures or the family or something like that. And to that extent, you know, you can see this as, as a trend that ends in the same place, but for very different reasons. And one of the reasons that, as you said, the, the, the sort of the communist ideal ultimately ends up as a bloodbath is precisely that you know people endorse these these views for very different reasons and ultimately they they won't get along actually